Tom Parry. Matt Boyle, how's it going? You didn't use my uh, middle name that time. I didn't on purpose because I realised <laughs> as I've been editing legacy podcasts, still not done 283, but as I've done that, I'm realising I'm saying your full name every single time. Yeah, it's, and, a, well, it's a thing, isn't it? It's a trademark. People have these trademarks for their podcasts, don't they? They do. I just wish we had a better one. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. It's Tom Matatak. <laughs> not a slander on your name just to be clear it's it's just well, it, you know i think it acts as a reminder so i always i'll never forget what your middle name is because i'm saying it like quite regularly yeah me too i mean i don't even know why i started doing that I, but I, then again it it has always been the case since i say known you. you say tom ross parry yeah i do not thomas ross no I, I, think... I never i never say thomas yeah. thomas feels weird Someone start. Someone at work recently started calling me Matthew, and I've really had to be like, t- "Please don't call me Matthew." I like, tell no you what, me Matthew. Thomas sounds good in a Welsh accent. Thomas does sound good in a Welsh accent. Um, <laughs> Thomas was alone. Um, yeah. But th- the thing is, even though I think when we started working together in that in that place in Ixbrooks, um I think you were probably the only Tom, and yet I still. Everyone would refer to you as Tom Parry. Yeah. What? Why was that? Do you... <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, an, an icon, wasn't I? Exactly. You were. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Anyway, uh, you, I, I call you Matthew Stephen Boyle. So shall I change it up and next time call you Matt Stephen no, Boyle I, because I know if, you hate being called Matthew. On its own, though, like weirdly, the whole name in itself doesn't sound bad. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Anyway, this is nothing to do with video games or podcasts. Yeah, so but you we're reintroducing Perry? ourselves to the audience who haven't heard us, maybe haven't heard us for a while. Maybe Essentially not. I mean, it has been a while. Um, I mm. got, you know, we, we had all the Christmas to do. Um, that happened. And then I was, um, wah, down with the sickness. Uh, I got shingles over the festive break, which is not nice. Don't get shingles. Um not that you can do anything about getting shingles, but it is what it is. And then, yeah. so I have been off to a slow start this year. Mm. So we mm. are we are finally sitting down on Sunday, the twenty second of January. I'm going to say that because the podcast actually going to come out on time for once. Um, I'm recording a podcast. Further the delaying eighty three, two hundred eighty three. I mean, I'm, <laughs> honestly, I, I, half of me half of me wants to del- uh, release two eighty three now as our three hundredth episode because we're so close. We're just building up the mystique about it. Yeah, yeah. it was a great about. episode, wasn't it? it was, 283. I, oh man, oh, the laughs, laughs we had recounting that Sony press conference. Whenever it gets released, it's going to be very timely. Um, oh. I'm just going to drop that in the middle of a week at some point, I think, hey. because it seems weird to release it as a regular episode at this point um i wanted to ask you matt so over christmas you know we're a gaming podcast sometimes i have to we remind are. myself of that um and i remember as i was a, when i was a kid there would be like a chris i get a game for christmas and that would be my christmas game and one of my christmas memories would be of this particular game that i got for christmas all right yes well, did you have a christmas game this year weirdly right 
I think this is the first year in a, about, I don't know, God, I don't even know how long that I've not mm. had a Christmas game. Yeah, well, here's a bombshell. I didn't either. <gasps> da, da, da. I didn't get a game for Christmas. I didn't ask for a game for Christmas of anyone. Yeah. Uh, I did play Fortnite over Christmas. That was so, my Christmas game. Really? Fortnite yeah. became your Christmas game? I would play it for an hour or so most days. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Over the Christmas break. But I've totally dropped off it now a bit since going into the new year. Yeah, I mean, I weirdly right, I've wanted to play Fortnite a lot over the last couple of days. I've I've managed to get in one or two matches. A, I feel incredibly rusty at it because I haven't played it in almost like a month and a half at this point. And B, for some reason, even though my internet connection is very good, I have terrible, terrible lag when I'm playing Fortnite, which makes the game very oh, difficult to play. And that's I've, annoying. I'm actually at the point where I'm considering buying a an Ethernet cable and going right. hardwired again for the first time in like ten years. Well, I have to say I've had an intermittent problem. You know, not not so much with Fortnite. Um, where well, I have experienced that on Fortnite um, once or twice, and it's incre- you can't play it, can you? Because no. you, you're really at a disadvantage. In a it's awful, especially like, like when you're coming back into it. And so, like, I've had. The, the two or three games I've played over the last week, I've been very unlucky in that I've yeah. been landing, going, right, blue blue gun, grab it, create, go for it. Yeah. Um, and it's usually been the bow, which is like the worst gun to play with lag because you need to draw back and you need to aim and you need to fire. Right, it's not yeah. like just like going, right, cool. Like If I get in close, I can melee once and then do some mm. just spray damage and hope I hit yeah. something. Yeah, the, it's just... I would say before you make any rash decisions, uh, play a few more matches and see if it doesn't fix itself, because it did for for me um, that that time, at one time. It was um, Soul Calibur was a game I had immense problems with for weeks on end, but now it's fine again, and I don't know why it is. If any of our listeners can tell us why certain games I've just realised why it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So to to give a bit of uh, behind-the-scenes backstage gossip tom and i were were faffing about before this i couldn't find some wires we couldn't uh. find the app that we had discovered before christmas that allowed us to sync this podcast a lot easier um and so we, were so doing we didn't a lot have of, to we're doing a lot of this <laughs> stuff and it's because a we're a bit out of practice we haven't done this in a while and b because christmas has happened and the reason i couldn't find my cables is i tidied up before christmas because we had a lot of people staying at the house hmm. and as a result of that, I didn't know what the cable was. I've just looked to my left where my router mm. was just to be yeah. like, hmm, I'm going to check if there's any things. <laughs> there's just loads of stuff in front of my router, and I honestly, I think it's that. It's just yeah. probably the amount of things that are placed in well, front of that. It might be. This is working, signal. though. This is working. So This is true. But this our is game true. is more demanding, I suppose, in a, a video chat. Who knows? I mean, you know, maybe, but I'm still going to clear out that corner. Yeah, see, see if it does anything. Do you know what's great about after Christmas? You can go into like supermarkets and buy all the cheap Christmas produce. Yes. For example, anything that's branded with Christmas, they're selling off cheap. Yeah. I noticed in Asda the other week that gravy was incredibly expensive, particularly Bisto gravy. Yeah. Like £3.50 to £4.50 for the larger... Um, uh, tubs of gravy. Could yeah. you a tub? It's not really a jar anymore, is it? Because it's cardboard. Yeah, it's, but, it's um, cardboard. 
They had Cheap. pigs in blanket Christmas gravy for thirty eight p. Well, the thing is, so we got um, a couple of them. The, the, unfortunately, this is uh, artificial scarcity of work, isn't it? It's just you know, they slap a Christmas thing on it and then they charge you four pound, and then when it isn't Christmas anymore, they lower it again. Like yeah. it's like a lot of these Amazon things. Like if you actually look at a lot of the Amazon deals around Black Friday and stuff. Usually what's happening is they're raising the price a couple of weeks before and then lowering it back down to retail to make you feel like you've had a deal when actually you're not. Or you might look at the deal, um, as I often do, when it's like, oh, great, cool. Hummus, for some reason, right here at the, this moment in time in Denmark, I guess because of their January and stuff. Mm. It's like, oh, it's three tubs of hummus for 65 kroner. Wow, 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 wow. Um, but you're only saving like two kroner if you buy three tubs of hummus. It's not actually that good a deal. <laughs> And it's one of those things I looked at. And but I that's like, oh. not Christmas branded hummus. No, this, this it is isn't. a particular I... Christmas branded get rid of it. It's like Lidl the other day, um, Milky Bar Christmas Tube. Yeah. Uh, that was on offer. <laughs> we have got stuff to say about video games. Hang I'd on. be very little from my side. At least like you've actually played something. Mm. Um, Milky I can, Bars I can... are on me. Oh, haha. Oh, God. I just think of that comic relief, Simon Pegg phrase when you say that so i'm i'm not gonna go in that you know what i'm you know what i'm doing it's secret advertising i've been paid by bisto well actually i've slandered bisto um milky bar tom you're in the pot i mean probably both of them are owned by nestle anyway i know milky bar definitely is why are you in the why are you in the pocket of big chocolate is what i want got some more deals got nord vpn yeah Uh, we're gonna talk about (laughs) (laughs) surfshark if you, if you uh, go to Hello Fresh. squarespace.com and type in the offer code, why would they sponsor this podcast? You get 10% off your first purchase. Yeah. Um, no, I, right. I I have played very few video games um, all for the Christmas break. Um, genuinely because, A, I was kind of sick and I, would, I didn't really want to use my noggin for anything, so I was watching a lot of stuff. I have wa- I've watched... Um, Particularly a lot of anime, because there's a lot of anime going on right now. Um, one of them that is tangentially related to video games is that there is a Nier Automata anime now. Um, uh, on Crunchyroll. On the Crunchyrolls, yeah. It, mm. It's it's interesting, because it's telling the same story, but they're not. Um, yeah. Oh, like which, Trigun Stampede. Yeah, exactly like <laughs> Trigun Stampede, but less frustrating than Trigun Stampede. Oh, no, I really like Trigun Stampede. I've got no bad things to say about that. I love the aesthetic. I love the original Trigun so much that I'm like, what are they doing? And I watched, nah, the, thir- nah, nah. I watched, I watched the third episode yesterday. It was like, half of me thought at one point, okay, why isn't this just another anime? Why is this Trigun? Because none of like what's happening right now needs to be Trigun for it to be doing what it's doing. It right. could have just been another dystopian anime. And then, yeah, Vash and um, a... a a reoccurring character from the old anime got into it, and I was like, "Okay, maybe, yeah, what, maybe I'm Wolfwood. fine with them doing something different." No, Tom, I'm not going to say what it is because that would be spoilers. Okay. Well, yeah, in the second. Oh, yesterday. yeah. Sorry, we're, do, we're doing a spoil. You, you know, Wolfwood's in it though. He's on a poster. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and you yeah, know, you know I, that uh, uh, Millie, Millie, it's Millie. Millie's not. Yeah, Millie's a man. Millie is Robert De Niro. It's literally <laughs> the name of the character is Robo De but also, Niro. 
Also, yeah. Also, the character isn't the same character because you don't have the same personalities either. No. But yeah, but I think it's good uh, because you've seen Trigun. You don't want exactly the same thing again. I think it's quite interesting to do these sort of I, variations. I would, I would love a like a modernization of Trigun because like there there's kind this of like is a, so. this is exactly what it is yeah isn't it? no but it isn't <laughs> like it, it just fe- it's reusing trigun elements to like tell a completely nah. different story no I, nah, I think it exactly is a modernization of trigun for example vash's hair you know? i mean vash looks cool i'm not yeah. not to speak no, I, yeah like, i have no I really problem like the with character any design. of the character design no. i i do think that some of the 3d animation feels a bit weird because it just like japanese animation whenever they do 3d animation in anime it runs a few yeah. frames lower than i think it should met, know, I suppose, yeah i suppose that's the idea though to, the, that's to make it look more like hand-drawn animation but why if you're gonna <laughs> if you're making 3d just make it look like 3d i mean like you all of one piece is 3d like all of one piece is all is cell it? shaded renders yeah all of it's 3d it never looks like 3d it never has this fucking awful jarring yeah. like, oh, we're gonna show this explosion in like four frames oh, thing. Well, I was gonna say Trigon is probably one of the better examples of that I've seen. I think it is, but it's of two D. There's, there's it's, still it's, some shit in it. That... It's comparable with Guilty Gear as it is now. Guilty Gear Strive, is it? Yeah. Anyway, but I I think that's very good. I've been enjoying that. I've only seen the first two. You're one ahead of me on that. Yes, the the it drops on a Saturday. Um, yeah, as does that's the, cool. Uh, I like it dropping in the weekend. Yeah, I mean, One Piece comes out on a Sunday. Time. As does Tokyo Revengers, which I binge watched. Uh, Tokyo Revengers is good. Um, mm. I don't want to say anything about Tokyo Revengers. I want you to go and experience the first episode of Tokyo Revengers. I can't do any more anime. I, I can't do. <laughs> oh, Tom. Can because I've got me. so many different stories going on at the minute, and it's mostly manga. Because I read yeah. more manga than I, I watch anime. So uh, I'm reading One Piece, I'm reading Dragon Ball Super, I'm reading Full Metal Alchemist, and I'm reading Love Hina again right now. Yeah. So I've got four mangas on the go. I'm watching Trigon Stampede. That's a fifth story that I'm digesting on a semi-regular basis. You know, I don't feel like I can take any more stories. Oh, right Tom Parry. Oh, I'm also May yeah, yeah. I started blinking Death Note as well, manga. So I'm six. To, to, to be fair, Death Note's not very long, but like, I I see what you mean. It's fine. I have going on right now. I mean, admittedly, for me, I'm consuming things slightly differently because I am actually buying physical manga still, and so a lot of the stuff I'm reading, I'm waiting for things to come out. I'm reading My Hero mm. Academia, reading Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man. Um, One Piece, obviously, and then I think everything else is like Sakamoto Days. I wait for the physical volumes to come out. Dandadan, I wait for the physical volumes to come out. Tokyo Avengers is finished, and therefore I've said, okay, I'm just gonna watch the anime. Near is just it feels like rewatching the video games. So that's not really watching a new story; it's just seeing it nicely animated. And then Tokyo, um, not Tokyo. Avengers. Um, Trigun is yeah. like, okay, I'll watch Trigun because it's on. Hey, Matt, this seems like a great segue into uh, talking about Last of Us if you've seen the first Oh, episode. I have. Yes. Okay. I could've, we could have gone We could have gone two ways with that segue. Yes, I watched the first episode of The Last of Us. I'm thinking because you've got 
the retelling of Nier through a, a series as opposed to a game. You get the retelling yes. of Last of Us through a series, not a game. Yeah. What What do you think about this? Do, do you think, say, Last of Us is better? Is going to be better as a TV series than a game? Or right. uh, you know, would you, or is is the gameplay that great in Last of Us? You have to play the game. You know. No, I I think actually that. We've talked about this many times through both The Last of Us and like Naughty Dog's style of storytelling. Hmm. It is very well suited to being portrayed in a cinematic fashion. I mean, I like, think so. All yeah. of the all of the things that go around where it's showing like shot for shot how close the game is to the TV show now hmm. kind of prove that they they thought about this through a cinematic lens for a long time, and I think it it clearly shows. My still my fear of it is I've talked about it with a lot of people at work and people have been like, Oh great, yeah, I love it, da 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 so faithful to the video game. And then there've been people who aren't watching video games like, Oh, I watched it, I thought it was interesting and then there's some people who who aren't into video games who have watched it and I'm like, Should I watch it? And I was like, Well, I mean if you want to watch a story about like terrible people in a terrible situation doing terrible things to each other you should watch the last of us if not if that isn't really your bag because mm. you're sunshine and rainbows i would stay the fuck away from it because it's very depressing mm. that's um, always been your your opinion of last of us hasn't it yeah i i i think it has been i think it will be vindicated by the show the amount of people i've seen being like no nah, i can't do this already well, it's, the, the, it's the issue i have with it as well you know it's it's not like it's it's you know it's heavy subject matter um, I was chatting to Claire about it the other day, and she's like, she's really into it. She said she really likes these sort of survival stories, characters yeah. surviving in in, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. in in this uh, in this sort of world where things have gone to shit. Uh, but yeah, my my my, my critique will be yes. Uh, I, I you know what I thought about it? Is it following the beats of the game? Like, let's get the battery. Let's. That's, yes, you know, it is 100%. They go on a mission to do this, and then that leads them to Ellie. Yeah. Um, and then they go on another mission to get Ellie out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, it, so, it so is... To me, it was like, oh, this is a game mission now. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing the next mission in the game. You know. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't think you're going to go into, like, after the Ellie escape while you're there with Tess, you go into a warehouse and you have to, like, push fucking blocks into a into a river i don't think they're going to do that level but it is very much the story beats of the game and but again it's because the story beats do you think of the that game matters yeah a following a cinematic formula yeah anyway. yeah do you, do you feel it's like game-based missions or is it just like it makes sense in a sort of real world situation yeah it's not yeah it's not ridiculously um, game orientated is it the missions i suppose no exactly i mean it, it's not that same oh god what's the wrong word like it's not it's it's not trying to be exactly the same i actually think when you remove the video gaming aspects of that first part of the last of us it is actually more successfully told mm. in a piece of cinema because like you doing all the driving and going down alleys and stuff is quite tense, obviously, from a gameplay perspective, because you're like, what the hell is going on? Mm. But it, it it felt so much neater and so much more concise in its storytelling and what they could do with it within mm. the TV show versus the video game. From what I remember, admittedly, it's been, what, like eight years since I played The Last of Us. But mm. I I think it is a very good portrayal of that story. Like, it, 
Yeah, yeah, great first impression in terms of adapting a game into a live action TV series. Very well, well done, and probably due in in part to the fact that it has the same director. Is this correct then, as the video game? Uh yes, he I is think. involved. The oh, his name escapes me. Um, uh, last of us game director. I also heard there was a co-director or co-creator that's that's not involved. Neil, Neil Druckmann is the name yeah. of the writer um, of yeah. the original Last of Us, and yes, he yeah. he is involved in the series. Is he the director or not? He is co-director, I think. There's also a guy called Bruce um, Strawley, um, who used to work at Naughty Dog, uh, who was involved in that first one as well. But yeah, he isn't involved with this, I don't think. I didn't see his name. Right. Anyway. However, they've done it. They've, they've done a good job, and I think if anyone, I've seen stuff on the internet as you do. You say, "Oh, what the, oh, the actors don't look quite like the characters." Well, I would say after watching it, it doesn't matter at all because they're playing the characters as they are played in the video game. So whether or not they look exactly like the act, the video game counterparts, I don't think it's it's here. I, I think, think that, that everyone has had a solid performance. I mean. Pedro Pascal goes yeah. on to just show that he can play any character. Yeah, um, he's got a good range as an actor, yeah. He doesn't he feel is... like he's playing the same every time, does he? He feels like he's got a bit to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I just think he's got depth as an actor. I mean, um, the, the girl they have playing, Ali, is the girl from Game of Thrones, the young mm. house leader. The actress's name mm. is Bella Ramsey. I, I can't remember mm. her name within... Game of Thrones. I thought she uh, played it well. I thought she sounded like Ellie and she acted like Ellie, you know, from what I remember to the brief yeah. <laughs> amount of time I've played that game. I thought she played it very well. No, 100%. I, um, and I mean, uh, Anna Tov, I think, is that how you pronounce her name? Uh, the woman playing Tess. Um, yeah. Has A, given more depth to Tess than I think was there in the original game already in one episode, but I mean... She is uh, Livia Dunham from Fringe, which is one of my favorite TV shows, and mm. I think she's solid in that. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a recommendation if you're on the fence about uh, watching it. The first episode's about seventy minutes. It's very engrossing. It doesn't feel long at all. It's no, uh, I agree. It, yeah. uh, we looked at the length and we're like, oh, we're we gonna watch this, and I was like, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah. I, I imagine the next episodes will be shorter. I, I hope, but let's see. There's yeah. a lot of, to cover in that game. It is a pretty long game. So if you had the choice, you know, play the game, watch the TV series, you know, what what do you think people should do? I would say watch the TV series at this yeah. point, honestly, because um, it will allow you to get to play Last of Us 2 quicker, which is honestly so much better than that first game. It... I also think even if you're enjoying the TV series, you may be inspired to go and check out the game as well. And yeah. Then it's, it's up to you whether or not you, you stick with that. It's depends if you enjoy it or not. I think I think it'll different. be a very weird thing though for people to check out the game if they're playing the TV series because they'll see how close they are in a way that perhaps you know the the people who were inspired to play the Witcher or to watch Cyberpunk after seeing the anime I think you would get a completely different experience but I think mm. playing the last of us will be very faithful to what happens in the TV series unless Maybe they decide to mix a couple of things up. Maybe they like extend a character beyond the point they would have died in the show, or like mm. who knows? Let's see. But 
I am very curious to see the longer term reaction. Yeah. I'm very curious also to see where it ends if it does. Well, go I've through. read, I've read this, and apparently it's eight episodes, and it's going to tell the whole story of the first game. Good, because yeah. I thought I honestly, there's not really a good section for it to stop at. I can think of one in my head where it might have made sense because there is mm. something that happens in that story that is like a bit of a an act break. Mm. But I don't think the story in that second arc of that game before the third act is that compelling enough to be like, oh, this is going to be a season because it'll feel too long and too bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like The Last of Us, though, what I will say is if you have subscribed to HBO Max, where I believe it has been shown in most countries, and gone, hmm, maybe this isn't for me, if you would like to watch another kind of dystopian show, which I think has a more uplifting message and honestly... I'd say story-wise is probably better overall. Um, I would advise you to check out Station Eleven. That is an amazing show. Um, I really like it a lot. Also, mm. the book um, by Emily St. John... Shit, I've forgotten her last name. is very good. So I would also okay. recommend the book of that. And where, where can you... Oh, you think that's on HBO? Yeah. Also on HBO Max? Uh, over here, you can watch Last of Us, this is in the UK, on Sky and Now TV. Oh, so okay. I, I feel that seems to be the case of like HBO shows, like uh, House of Dragon. House of the Dragon is also on Sky and now. TV yeah, so. that's that's really weird that they kind of split. But then again, with Warner and what the practices they have been doing with HBO and cancelling a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. taking things off HBO Max, maybe HBO Max won't even be a thing for very much longer. Let's see. We'll see. We'll see on that one. But, but Nia, uh, how, how is that? And, and do you right. think there's a lot more benefit about uh, in playing Nia as to watching the anime? Right then. So for new listeners, potentially, if there are any, um, just know that when I, I talk about Nia, Nia is one of my favourite games of all time. I, I think Nia well, Which does... Nia? Nia Automata, specifically. Yeah. I do like the original Nia, but I think Nia Automata does transcend video game storytelling in completely the opposite spectrum of The Last of Us. The Last of Us is trying to be a very cinematic, like high AAA blockbuster in a video game format. I think Nier is trying to tell a compelling story, which is obvi- is is kind of very much steeped in philosophy and trying to get you to think about what is a human versus what is AI and what is intelligence and everything else. It's very deep. It's very layered. Um, and also it just does stuff with the medium of video games to tell that story to you that I've seen very, very rarely, especially mm. in a game of this caliber. Like things mm. like Doki Doki Literature Club, like little offshooty weird things kind of acknowledge that they're video games and make you kind of interact with the medium to tell the story. But I think Nia does it wholesale on a console in a way that's accessible to people. And I think it does it incredibly well. So, so far, the anime is three episodes in. I've seen the first two. I was going to start watching the third one yesterday, but I was a bit too tired, so I didn't. The first episode is very, very much a an anime retelling of the demo of Nia, that first bit where you go mm-hmm. into the factory and the robots are there. Mm-hmm. The only Nine, bit I've played. Yeah, 9S is kind of there going like, oh, that's weird. Why are these robots doing this? Where's this big robot? You fight a big robot, they self-destruct, yeah. they go back up to space. That is the, the start of Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. Second episode actually isn't that. Slight spoilers for second episode of this. 
the first half of the episode is actually telling a story from the perspective of one of the like weird robots, like the round-headed robots that you kill a lot of in Nia. Mm. Mm. Um, and it it's very heartfelt and very meaningful of these robots mm. doing something unexpected. And then the people who are on the ground, because there's actual people alive in this world in a way that I can't remember there being in Nier Automata. Maybe in the third playthrough. In, there in, are towns, uh, aren't there, with NPCs? There, in... there are, but like they are very like they're very much like real people struggling mm. to survive in this crazy world. Um. And their the, the story is made very human and is kind of played in juxtaposition with that of the robots. And so they're trying to dive further, I would say, into mm. that idea of what has been told within the video game in this. There are light novels I haven't read. Maybe this is taking some of that source material from the light novels written by Yogotaro, the guy who made the game. But it it's telling a different story. It is very much following the same thread along I think the main beats mm-hmm. but it is trying to set up some different things and making you dig deeper into that source material in a way I appreciate so I would say actually this is more complementary material rather than just being like oh I've, I've always wanted to watch and okay. understand Nier Automata versus well, as long like, as it's complementary yeah it's not a say Dragon Ball Z situation no definitely <laughs> where <they're> not just <laughs> dragging it out no <laughs> Definitely not. I I also I mean definitely there's a a degree of like Square Enix going like yes cool let's keep selling to be towels or whatever, but like it 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 very much feels. Well, do they like, sell two B pencils? I I'm sure they do. Unfortunately, yeah. no nine S pencils. Um, it's yeah it's it's interesting. It's very good. Um, I I've enjoyed it. Hey Tom, I got a transition. Unfortunately, this is going to mean I talk a lot more. Oh, right. but, go go for it. Um, speaking of um, video games becoming anime, I've actually played the demo of an anime becoming a video game. Anime, an anime becoming a video game. Yes, right. yeah. yeah, this happens quite a lot as well. It does. Um, we've talked about several games from this series on this podcast. Oh, um, we've talked about One Piece games in... Some... Yes, we have, Tom Parry, and guess what? It's time to talk some about depth. some more One Piece games. Oh, now we're talking about Lost... Is One Lost Piece Odyssey? Odyssey, no. Oh, it's not Lost what, what Odyssey. It's a JRPG, <laughs> but not that one. Um, that is the that is the two thousand. What year was I in uni? Two thousand nine. That's a three sixty game, isn't it? Three sixty exclusive JRPG yeah. by Mistwalker yeah. Studios that still yeah. hasn't been released on fucking anything else, which is very I think, annoying. Is it not on PC? I have a feeling it could be on PC. It might be on PC, but at the same time, why isn't it? Why hasn't it got like an ep- an update for the Series X with gorgeous graphics? It's a very good game. Um, uh, yeah, now you got this One Piece game. This um, One Piece I downloaded Odyssey. the demo because there is a demo. I did not know there was a demo. Yes. I saw a review, right? IGN review, I think. Well, with someone's review. It was good. Yeah. And it sounded great, actually. You know, I don't like RPGs. Yeah. I like One Piece. Still, I don't know if any RPG could convert me to liking a traditional JRPG. <laughs> I'm going to say this, this is... now, right now, Tom Parry. I don't think this is going to be the one. Um, <laughs> it's a real shame because it looks amazing. Right. I mean, uh, from a visual sort of standpoint and the attention to detail, it yes. looks really good. T- tell us more, Matthew. 
Right, so there is a demo of it, Tom. I would encourage you to try it. I will <laughs> say, though, there is one frustrating thing about the demo from the off, is that even though it's an RPG, I think it's like an hour and a half long demo, you cannot save, so you need to play through it in one sitting. Fortunately, at the end, it does allow you to save, and then says, hey, if you buy the proper version, A, you can carry on from here. Yeah, that's B, great. That's how all demos should be. Yeah, you will, you will get exclusive items to complete the demo. I was like, oh, lovely. Yeah. Thank you yeah, very much. Lovely. That, I mean... Yeah, great. Um, so the game sees you um, doing something that is in the same way that World Seeker tried to do. It's like, oh, we're telling a story within this, an adventure of the Straw Hat Gang. You go past an island. Um, the Sunny is hit by a crazy storm. It's damaged. It sinks a little. And so you go onto the island and go, right, Frankie says we're going to repair the ship. You wander around the island. You realize there's some weird stuff afoot with on the island. And um, you just go through it and you essentially what you do in the demo is you're like, right, cool, let's find the crew because they're scattered around the islands. You find Mm. them all very quickly. Uh, And then you go, right, cool, let's find some materials to fix the ship. And so you go through a dungeon, you meet some characters that are new to this game and only within the story told to you. And you generally have a a good JRPG turn-based time while you're doing so. Um. It is very Dragon Quest, is what I will this say. This is what I was going to ask. I've heard the same. It is mm. It is 100% riffing on Dragon Quest, so much so that it feels a lot like Dragon Quest XI. Um, and it's Dragon Quest... Who developed Dragon Quest? Dragon Quest Square. is Square Enix, yeah. Yeah. And this is Namco Bandai. Yeah, this is Bandai Namco. Yeah, um, yeah all the way around. The other way around. <laughs> uh, using their new logo, which I... I think is okay. Um, it's growing on me. Yeah, I, I saw mm. it for the first time. I was like, well, you know what I mean? I, I get it from 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 the position of a professional graphic designer. I can see why that weird blobby old logo was probably difficult to use in a lot of materials. So The orange one. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. I Don't get me wrong. I grew to like it. It's weird. It feels weird to me that they've gone very minimalist now, but it just feels like the old Namco logo. So, yeah, it's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's not as good as either the old Bandai logo in the red square or the Namco logo within that lockup. But I mean, <laughs> you got you work with what you got, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're not talking we, about the logo. We're not talking about the logo. We're talking about the video game. Um. <laughs> it's good. My mm. only complaint with it, if I'm totally honest, is in this intro part of the game. It's kind of hard to tell if this is just because it's a tutorial and obviously this is theoretically a game meant for children, hmm. but it feels very obvious. Like, and yeah. it's not the thing why I don't think you are going to particularly like it is you walk from like point A to point B, which is literally, I don't know, like 30 seconds in game, hmm. and then you press X to interact with a, like a marker on the scene, and then the characters talk a bit, and then you walk a bit more, and then you press X, and it. If it feels very odd, I get it because yeah. it's like, well, one piece is a very anim like the anime is very talkative, the characters interact with each other a lot, da 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 da. But it it feels kind of a bit, it slows down the momentum of the game a lot, and I think some yeah. of them trying to capture the spirit of the anime, at least within this demo, I hope this isn't the case within the actual game. Yeah. Is, is at odds with how I would like to play this video game. Like it, the one pieceness of it, despite it actually seeming to finally have a compelling story, finally actually being relatively fun to play, 
unlike World Seeker, which just felt really off to me. Have you played much of the Unlimited Cruise or Unlimited World games? I played uh, Unlimited Cruise is the one on the Wii, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought There's that was okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was fine. Because that's a more action-based game. Uh, uh, but it, it's also an adventure game. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, this this very much facts. is too... But like the the combat system is kind of interesting because mm. it allows you. Not only can you kind of like cycle the team in and out the same way you could in mm. Final Fantasy Thirteen, uh, but it's all based around like a rock paper scissors thing. So it's like okay, yeah. uh, Zoro is obviously a sword style person. Nico Robin is a fruit user, which is kind of like a mage. And then Luffy is just like straight up an attack. And it's like, okay, well, magic beats zone fruit, strength beats so like sword yeah. beats fist. Well, that, fist I, that I quite like the idea of because that's sort of like a Pokemon setup. Yeah. That I could is. understand. And, and it's very easy and to understand. And it's mm. on the bottom of the screen at all times. So you're not like, oh shit, which type should I be using against this? So it seems all very intuitive. I, I've heard it's very easy, which is a review, into uh, someone who. Reviewed it, played the whole game, reviewed it, and said that you'd never have to grind in the game. And you get, by doing Good. C- certain <laughs> things, you can get huge bon- XP bonuses. Yes. Uh, okay. Which would, would make sure that you, you, you're, you're certainly powered up enough to face the more difficult enemies later on. And you shouldn't have any sort of problem with them. So I've heard it lacks some sort of challenge. But again, it's a kid's game. Like, that's where you. Mm. I, I think. When you have a a turn based RPG like this, people are like, "Oh God, it'll it'll be so easy." Da, da, da. But it's like One Piece in particular is meant for kids. Yes, mm. obviously it's been around for twenty five years. It's a long running series, but like Dragon Quest is relatively easy. Like certain mm. elements of those, like the the newer games, make things incredibly easy. Like I'm hoping that if people are like, "Oh well, I lack a challenge from this," maybe they will introduce some kind of like hard mode for it but like I, i'm cool with not having mm. to grind yeah yeah I, I think that's all right as long as it's not uh, doesn't become boring i think that's uh, the, the issue no uh, I, I mean i've experienced that with pokemon like sword and shield you know that, that got a bit dull because it, it wasn't challenging you know you've got to so, have a little bit of something but it's, it's always a hard balance isn't it in any video game to get that yeah. challenge Right, because every player is different, and every player will have a, um, a higher tolerance as well <laughs> for for difficulty. And my, my tolerance is quite low. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it's it's fine. Like I, again, you gotta you gotta kind of take it with a pinch of salt. I will purposely play through games on easier difficulties if the story is compelling. And honestly, mm. compared to other One Piece games, which are just more than happy to retread the anime and the manga. This seems like it's at least trying to do well, something. Yeah, a bit different. I've heard it's got it's got a new story. Except at certain parts, you sort of go back to events within the manga or the anime, and uh, sort of yeah, yeah, play out some situations. Like uh, there's a part in uh, Alabaster, apparently, which is considerable, um, and and other moments. You see, I'm, that's all I'm up to in the manga at the moment, Alabaster. So I, I don't really know anything. Oh. Beyond How that. are you only in Alabaster? I'm I'm on volume twenty one of One Piece currently. Okay, wow. and that's uh, I mean, 
you know, the, the battle's well underway. You've got all the Straw Hats having their own battles against all the different enemies um, inside the uh, kingdom. Yeah. So you got you got Alabaster, then you got Skypea, then you got Water Seven. Mm. Skypea, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm well set up. I've got the box set with Skypea and Water Seven. Nice. So so I'm set up for a while now. With cool. Yeah. I'm. I want to hassle you to have a look at the extra bits because annoyingly I bought those box sets second hand and I didn't get the little book and the poster, so I want to see what they look like. Oh yeah, I can show you after. The yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um. So anyway, like as you mentioned, there game. is a. There is like a danger mode thing that happens. So certain situations when you go into battles, you get like an extra objective. Um, so for example, it could be if Nico Robin kills the last enemy, you'll get extra XP. Or it could be um, you will if you if Zoro get like all the enemies are going to attack Zoro, so you need to kill them before they kill Zoro. It's stuff like that. They set up certain little situations within the combat so you're not just mm. fighting enemies again and again and again. Mm. And the interesting thing about that is the characters actually like comment on the battle afterwards in a way mm. that doesn't seem contrived yet. Like there's That's just like fun. a little like three lines of dialogue with voiceover of them just being like of Usopp laughing at Luffy because he's like, ha you got hit, but I didn't and whatever. <laughs> Usopp's just... incredible. Right? <laughs> Oh man, like he's one of my favourites. I I can't believe Usopp is one of your favourites with where you are because I hated Usopp. Really, I I yeah. I like the comedy. Uh, uh, I like the more comedic uh, elements of One Piece very much. I mean, I I I love how how just dumb as a bag of hammers that Luffy is. Like he's full of heart and oh, full yeah, of integrity, yeah. and that's what gets him through. But just like he's just not an intelligent character, and it's amazing. Um. Anyway, so beyond that, the the one complaint with combat I have is when you are using special abilities. Uh, and the, the, the game does slight spoilers for the demo of this game. It does the usual thing that like every Castlevania game has done for the past 10 years, where you start off and you're like, haha, cool, I can go gear two and I can fucking just do like crazy moves with Luffy based on the anime. Because I'm, I'm level 40-something, and then you get your powers taken away, and then you become level 1 again. But I will I will be there, I'll, I'll have Sanji in my squad, and I'll do a Diablo Jumble, which is like his flaming kick thing. Yeah. But the, unfortunately, every time I use that spell equivalent, like that ability... Sanji will go like he will cut to Sanji. He'll do the like camera pan thing. It always does uh-huh. over their eyes. Then he'll go the old jumble, and then you jump in the air, say yeah, whatever yeah. it is the extra line, and it'll show the animation. And I'm like, this is just a regular enemy, and I killed it after this one hit. Do I need to see this every single time? Uh, I w- yeah. I hope in the actual game there's ability to skip that, because <laughs> like it's like don't get me wrong, show it to me the first time because I think there's something really cool in. Like Luffy blowing up his fist and smacking someone with it. It looks mm. really well animated and it, it's a gorgeous looking game. But to see that every single time I want to use that ability, I'm just like, oh, normal attacks don't hit hard enough. Right. To use them, just like to kill scrub enemies. Okay. So you use the abilities and then adds like an extra two minutes onto combat. And I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, just... yeah. I can see if there's a lot of combat, that must get pretty tiring after a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. All in all, though, I am compelled enough to buy it. The only reason I mm. have held out so far is because I wanted to buy a physical copy, and then because okay. I had Christmas money, Tom, and this ties yeah. us back around to the first conversation of this podcast. I was like, well, I'll, I'll get one piece for myself as my like late Christmas game, so I can play it. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I uh, just haven't seen a physical copy. I realised actually what I could do if I really wanted to actually spend my physical cash money is mm. buy a PSN card and then just buy it with that but i'm like oh I, if i'm gonna go through the hassle of like buying it new and everything else i'm just gonna get physical mm. i'm in a situation where i've got nearly like every one piece game and i know it's an rpg but i feel like oh it'd be nice to have it <laughs> i think it's a good it. game like honestly um, but i don't think you know being an rpg i'll ever finish it <laughs> i, I <laughs> don't be... think it's that long from what i saw right which is oh, it's also... probably long enough <laughs> oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be over 20 hours isn't it like yeah 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 uh, what do you reckon? How long would you say a One Piece RPG is? Well, let, let's go for what you just said. Twenty hours. That'll be that'll be okay. Thirty-one. Right. Okay. Which, to be fair, Not... less than I thought. So. Well, it all depends on the game. I thought I played Cyberpunk for over thirty hours. I played uh, Biomutant for over thirty hours. You know, so there are games that that, that grab me. And uh... but then Cyberpunk's just so easy to pick up and play. I think One Piece will be as well, though, mm. mate. It, it, the closest comparison I have for any JRPG I've played recently, obviously, other than Dragon Quest, is this feels very Nino Kuni. It feels like there mm. could be some depth there if you wanted to make it that way, but it feels relatively child friendly. It feels yeah, like yeah, that's the, the impression I get as well. So perhaps when it's come down a little bit in price, um, I mean, not in a rush to play it right now. Of course, I'm still reading very early on in One Piece. You know, yeah, um, this is this is the the thing, the One Piece problem, isn't yeah. it? If you're new to One Piece and then you want to, in, you know, digest the latest game or whatever or movie, <laughs> yeah, then you've got you're going to feel a little bit behind. I think. With, I'm yeah. up to a point in them, um, because I really quite like the uh, Pirate Warrior games, and I played a bit of, uh, which one was it, for the other the other week, because it's yeah. sort of the beginning of the game is Alabaster. But then I got up to a point where if I play any longer, I'm going to find out what happens in the story before I've read it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I played a bit until I yeah, had to stop and then, you know, read the, the manga and then get to a bit where I can play the game again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the weird thing, because I, f- like... Realizing you're only in Alabaster, I'm just mm. like, oh well, you've got a Nico Robin, and I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Well, I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. no, I I know you know who she is, but like, I know that you know that she joins the Straw Hat because it's yeah, kind yeah, of I know impossible that, yeah. to like do now. But I'm like, yeah. oh shit, she's still a villain. Where you? Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I say I know who she is. I don't really know who she is. I know she's in the story, and and, and she's with Crocodile at, at a certain point. You know, honestly, it seem, yeah. Goes back and forth between no, I, I mean that's a lot. Yeah, like, Zoro Zoro is my favorite member of the Straw Hats. I obviously okay. like I love Luffy as well. Like you, it's kind of hard to say otherwise. Because Zoro doesn't have a lot to do at the minute in Alabaster. It's Zorro. not a lot. Yeah, Zoro is dope because Zoro is like the the quintessential shonen. I'm gonna have an epic fight in every arc thing. Yeah. Zoro is a cool character. I well, actually, Zorro. I'm up to the bit where I'm. It's it's uh, Nami and Zoro who are fighting. Um, I can't remember who they're fighting, but they're having their own bit. Because in that the section of Up in Alabaster, you had um, different characters teamed up, like uh, Chopper and Usopp, and then you had Sanji on his own fighting um, 
what's his name? The Swan, Swan, Swan um, Shoes. <laughs> oh God, uh, he's he's number five, isn't it? Like, yeah, he's got he's one of the numbered um, yeah. bad guys. Yeah, that was that was a foot that had me laughing. That, anyway, we we yeah, shouldn't really go into yeah, this. Yeah. But like, I love Zorro. Zorro is my favorite of all the Straw yeah. Hats. It goes back and forth between Zorro and Luffy, but like. Definitely my third favourite character in One Piece is Nico Robin. Nico Robin's an incredible okay, character. Okay, cool. Well, I'll look forward to more of her when I get up to that. Uh, so, yeah, the game, yeah, it's it's good from the reviews I've seen as well. Uh, it's a solid uh, role-playing game uh, with um, great, uh, very true to One Piece. <laughs> yes. Great attention to detail, yeah. Cool, yeah. So, mm. all in all, I'm going to buy it um, to get yeah. that, that reference to something else we need to slip in every week. I need to get my skates on if I'm going to buy it because obviously, um, like a Dragonition is out on the 24th of February. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. I, that okay, yeah. That's coming up soon. I didn't realize that was so soon. It is. I I, do, I I have it on. I have it on pre-order, and so like I looked at my Amazon pre-orders. I was like, oh, is there stuff like maybe I don't really need in this list? And I was like, oh yeah, shit, Ishin's out. Never mind. <laughs> so, I've got a game I can talk about that I've been playing. Oh really? What's that? This is I hinted to you before the podcast. Um, this game, I played a good few hours yesterday afternoon after picking up from Argos, after seeing it for a very affordable price. And I'm a fan of the in. genre. Uh, Twelve ninety nine. That's a very affordable price for a Switch Nintendo Switch game, right? Uh, the game is Chocobo GP. Oh, what? Right, really? And this is if he was having a race between Mario Kart. Sonic Team Sonic Racing and Chocobo GP. I still think Chocobo GP would come in third. However, it's very good and I'm very much enjoying it. It's one of the best kart races I've played for a good long while. Because you've got you've got the, the the shitty ones, haven't you? As well, like yes. probably Garfield Kart or maybe some of the Nickelodeon ones aren't so good. Coffin it's Dodgers. The, Coffin Dodgers. It's it's way above them. It is fighting for first place alongside Mario and and Sonic. Yes, it's that good. Yeah. Um, what 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 is it that makes it so good? I mean, that the the vehicles handle really well. Um, it's very similar to Mario Kart and Sonic in the way it plays. The tracks are a lot shorter, which creates some quite chaotic um, races at times because you've got quite a lot of races on the track and you've got a, you've got a lot of weapons, good quite good weapons as well going on. So uh, yeah, it's different in that respect. I've been playing as Cloud mostly because I like his drifting. <laughs> yeah, because he's the cars have all got their own unique stats. Uh, Cloud rides a bike, as you might expect. So, um, but the way you unlock the characters is very unique. Um, it sort of works like seasons yeah. in Fortnite, mm-hmm. and the main game mode, the Chocobo GP mode, is like it's a bit like a battle royale in yeah. a way because you've got like. 64 players, and that goes down to 32, that goes down to 18, that goes down to the eight final races who do the final race, and you can see if you're the champion or not. Yeah. And it encourages you to play like every day. Do a GP every day is a daily task. You get bonuses. You get different currencies, the main one being tickets. And as you collect tickets, you can unlock characters, and certain characters are only available in certain seasons, although yes. come back, like at the moment, Apparently, Cloud and um, I think Cloud at least 
that I know of is from the first season, but he's come back in this latest season. Yeah. So you can get Cloud for this period. Um, I've also got Squall. Is his name? Is yeah, it? Squall. Yeah. yeah, Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Um, and there's VVs in there, and Steiner from Final Fantasy Nine, and then you've got, uh, of course, you've got Chocobos. You've got a girl Chocobo and a black Chocobo. Chocobo. You've got Sid as yeah. well, who's a Final Fantasy mainstay, isn't he? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Um, Ifrit is in. Is Ifrit? See, I'm not very familiar with Final Fantasy, but I do like this game. <laughs> yeah. And the characters are all very colourful and fun, and there's some nice tracks. Um, they sort of, when you start playing the game, you notice a lot of the tracks are sort of repeating themselves, but there are actually loads more tracks the more you play it. It's just uh, and they tend to have short and long versions of tracks. Yeah. So, so yeah there's you start to feel like oh is that all the tracks and then you suddenly be doing a gp or and then you'll find a, a track you've never been on before so there's there's quite a lot uh there as well but yeah very interesting how they've gone with this sort of season thing and as you win or get points in gps you're gaining levels in 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 the season you know like in in fortnite so you gain so many levels and you lock the ability to get more characters as you go up levels as well. Yeah. So now I can buy another character from the store. But it's all done with an in-game currency as opposed to a, you know, physical currency. Like, Yeah, so... You don't it, have to pay for a battle pass. You've got, like, a battle pass is included in the game. Right. You, you did for a long time. This is why wow. I didn't buy this game. I was just, okay. like, in the background it, while you've been talking. Much set up to be that way and i was actually pleasantly surprised that i wasn't having to pay extra money because i thought oh no 12.99 is this a bare bones game where you've got nothing unless you uh, buy it separately no so so this article from gamingbolts.com uh, says chocobo gp won't receive any more large scale updates after today and this was published on the 21st of december uh, it says premium currency Mithril is no longer for sale on the Nintendo eShop and the in-game store will disappear on the 6th of January. So what you had to do before, and why this game was like universally panned when it came out, which is a shame, because I actually like Chocobo Racing. I have played... Yeah, I've never played the PS1. I love the PS1 game. Um, again, probably, a, it's a game I haven't touched in like probably 15 years at this point, so I don't... I don't say like, yeah. oh yeah, I imagine this great, is but it was fun quite time. far removed and feels like modern kart races. I assume to what that... so too. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I know it's like this. I, I'm only assuming that the old one felt a little bit dated. The old, the old one didn't feel particularly great at the time, but it was like Airgaz, you know. It was just like yeah. it's Final Fantasy stuff in it, so I'm going to play it because yeah. I got a PS One and I, I like Square yeah. Enix. Yeah. The so what happened was they used to have battle passes, so not only did you have to play a shit ton. Even if you played through the battle pass, unlike in a Fortnite way where they will give you a lot of stuff as you go along and like and like, yeah, cool, you've paid for the battle pass, here's all the stuff. You would also have to pay this extra currency on top of it. And so it felt like a mobile game. It yeah, like because you're unlocking the ability to buy stuff from the shop, I think. Yes. Exactly. With, with with how you level up in the battle pass as it is, yeah. Which I hate. Like Pokemon Go does that as well. Like yeah. you get certain medals sometimes and then it's like, Yeah, great, cool, I've done this. Um I've done this ridiculous challenge you wanted me to do, and then um, you mm. have to <laughs> essentially like you have to pay for the privilege of owning the thing that you earned. It's bullshit. Right. I really dislike so, it. Back then, I would have had to pay extra to um, unlock Cloud 
you could not have bought him in a, if this article is to be believed you could not have bought him in the gill like the money you earned from doing the races you would have had to have paid mithril to unlock him which was right. a premium currency yeah because there's there's gill there's like there's like crystals and then there's tickets and you unlock the same sort of things in each yeah. shop there's a shop for each each different currency uh, but the main currency does seem to be the tickets because you get them most yeah. often. But they mm. they used to be another layer above that of like a premium right, currency. Yeah. So yeah, you dodged a bullet there. You don't have to do that. I'm glad that the so game... So it's a good time to pick the game. Yeah, it certainly Because it's 15 way. quid on Amazon right now. It's £13 in Argos. And it's a really good kart racing game. It's a lot of fun and it kept me playing for a good few hours yesterday. And so much so, this morning when I got up, I thought, right, have me breakfast and I'm going to do a bit more... Um, Chocobo GP. Good. I'm probably, if it's that cheap, I may pick it up myself because I, like I said, I have fond memories of the PS1 game. Um, yeah, why Why not? I feel I'm like it shouldn't it be this good either. Although it does have a really stupid thing in story mode, right? Right. Really stupid. Now, story mode's good. Yeah, I like playing through that. I skip all the cutscenes. I'm not interested. But... Uh... <laughs> Maybe you'd appreciate them a bit more than me. But uh, they do a tutorial, a forced tutorial at the very beginning, where in order for your tutorial to progress, you've got to do the move exactly the right time they tell you to do yeah. it. And, yeah, it's a bit frustrating at first. Okay. Because <laughs> rather than then just making... Say you start the sequence of events, you get the first two right, you fuck, mess up the third, right? Yeah. You go right back to the beginning, have to do the first two things again. Right. Before you can do the third. So it's the game isn't complicated either. I was playing like another mode outside story mode. Uh, I think it was the, the online GP mode. And playing it fine. I was working out how to play it just by actually playing it because it's so similar to other car races. Yeah. And then to have this forced tutorial in the story mode. Before you can get anywhere in the story mode, you've got to do this tutorial, which punishes you um, for just trying to do it the way the game wants you to do it you know yeah um really bad idea so it's it's not very long the tutorial it's worth getting through it don't give up on it it's not terribly difficult but it's just timing so when it asking you to do things is really weird that sucks um yeah, but the, the game modes are great in all because you, so you've got the online battle royale type mode, which actually feels quite fun and works really well. Plenty of people still playing it, and then you've got the story mode where you can. That's where you unlock most of the characters outside of the sort of battle pass characters. And there's loads of characters to get. Um, I'd just say I'm not familiar with all of them, but is there like um, a Walker thing? Is it from Final Fantasy VI? Yes, there is. There's a character on one of them. It's probably which, Terror. Uh, yeah, I think so. And that's a really cool vehicle. And each vehicle's got a special ability. That as you collect so many crystals and build up this meter, then you get access to special ability. Hers is uh, firing um, missiles, uh, which which is really cool. It's usually, you go really fast, you don't have to control the vehicle for a while, and it fires a weapon out at the enemies. Clouds is, goes really fast, swings his sword around. If he goes past another player, he'll you know, attack them. And you, you do the whole thing like getting boosts if you do tricks off jumps. You get boost power slide, power up the power slide from like yellow to pink, pink fastest, let go when you get to pink, zoom around the corners. and It feels very fast, very fun, very well done. Beautiful visuals actually as well, very colourful. And the music as well sort of remixes the Final Fantasy music. 
and I think you'll be visiting lots of places. Like Monster Island is a place. I don't know what game that's from. Um, I think so. I'm look. I'm looking actually a lot of these characters. A lot of yeah. them actually come from the the Chocobo Dungeon games. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like You've got a black Chocobo and a pink Chocobo, and um, you've got a female character with red hair. <laughs> She's from the Wii game, uh, which is oh, right, called. Okay. Let me scroll up. Uh, Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Tales. Right. Then you've also got ones from. I think at least nine, eight, and seven I've seen so far, v- and, and and then six as well. VV from Final Fantasy Nine is in a little bumper car, which looks yeah. amazing. D- don't like playing as VV, although I like the character. It's oh, a shame. Yeah, I like. I think I still like Cloud's one. That's the best. Trackerbo's a good one to start with, I think. There's someone called Claire as well. I don't know where that character's from. She's from one of the... Cho- uh, the it, as with the Sid, she's from Chocobo right. Dungeon 2, I think. Looking at Right. Us. Okay. Good, cheap. It, it shouldn't be as good as it is for the money you pay for it. I well, I mean, you were supposed to pay a premium to get in and then a premium <laughs> for all the currency, so that makes sense that it's, it's a yeah. good game. So right now quid. it's a great game. Back then... Yeah, maybe it wasn't quite as good with that system they they had in place for unlocking no. characters. That I sounds want, really. I annoying. wonder if you they'll see like a second wind within this game now of people picking it up for cheap. I think that, I mean, judged by how many people play it online, there's also quite a lot of Japanese people online when I was playing as well. So it seems to have a following. Yeah. I don't know if it's more so in Japan. It seemed to be about as many sort of English names as there were Japanese names, but I couldn't tell exactly where everyone was from. Yeah. Um, who were playing the game. I wonder how many of them are bots also. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess you, you, you're not aware. Of... But I think it... I can't say they definitely felt like real people, but I'd like to think they were. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, cool. I might pick that up. Um. Ca- mm. Carry on playing. Let me know. Mm. I... Yeah. The the last thing I've played, I, I can only talk about it very briefly because I, I played it, I played the tutorial-y starty mission and I was like, okay, actually, this is a bit too fiddly. It kind of feels frustrating. Um, and this was a game that was on PSN last month, I believe, not this month, uh, Heavenly Bodies. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. I've played a bit of that. It's the gravity. Yeah. It's astronaut's gravity game. Yeah. Frustrating, so- but you can't stop playing it. Yeah, that's kind of my feeling towards it. But, like, <laughs> I, I hit a point where... At the end of the tutorial, it wasn't really obvious what to do, and I died, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. Mm. <laughs> and so I turned it off. Yeah. It, it's, it's a small indie game. It was free on PSN last month, so if mm. you have it, then give it a go and see what you think. I I kind of have a love-hate relationship with like physics-based games yeah. like this. I the, the highlight of these physics-based, like, hey, you're using a different analog stick for different things, is clearly mm. Mount Your Friends, which has still not been beaten to this day. In the... Yeah, it's sort of lost, isn't it, in time? Out, it is. Out your friends. I um, don't know if it's on PC. It is on PC, fortunately. Oh, I've, okay, play, yeah, I've played okay. it since those hazy, crazy days of Xbox Live Arcade. Ex- <laughs> yeah. um, was it an indie? Even? It was an indie game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, for those of you who don't know, just Google Mount Your Friends. Perhaps not at I work. Don't... It's pretty... Do dark. I have... Do I have it? I'll have to check. I must. I did have it at one point. I think both of us had it because it was do it cheap. I think it was like. Oh, was it, it was a like demo a, I had? I, I think remember. it was like a hundred Microsoft points. I'm pretty sure we we yeah. both bought it because it was a joy to behold. Um, your friends and one of the the greatest game titles. Oh, it's, it's but it's just so years. good. It's just like 
It's it's just lots of buff men in speedos and um, and the speedos animate and the speedos animate as you can imagine. Um, and it's just you press one of the buttons on the Xbox controller and then you're controlling that limb and then you use the the, the analog stick to like throw yeah. yourself in weird positions yeah. and then click yeah. off to a different limb so that one attaches. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna check if I've got that. Yeah, mount there. your friends. Excellent. Heavenly bodies. Mm. So <laughs> the the first the first goal of heavenly bodies is essentially you're an astronaut, as Tom's mentioned, floating around like sta- a space station. You need to fix things. Mm. So the controls are pretty simple. The left L2 is to grip your left hand. R2 is to grip your right hand. L1 and R2 are to kick your legs so you can kind of swim through space. You use the analog stick on the left to control your left arm. You use the analog stick on your right to control your right arm. You can sometimes, like when you're in certain areas, if you've got like middled and upside down, you can press square to reset mm. the camera so you're the right way up. But essentially what you're doing is you're trying to fix this space station by floating around. I honestly... is one of those games where I... I I felt like the controls weren't clicking. Like as I was right, trying yeah. to maneuver myself around and trying to grab stuff, the physics weren't making the game feel more like wacky and fun. The physics were actually quite frustrating for me. There's a particular point where you're floating around. It is. Around it is frustrating. Yeah. And you're trying to grab a spanner to to open a door that's broken. And I couldn't grab the spanner because when I had opened the drawer that the spanner was in, the physics of the drawer opening got meant that the spanner got caught in the drawer. And so I was having to essentially mm. just like smack the drawers together yeah. in the hopes of getting the spanner out. And I was like, this isn't very fun. And so I got the spanner. I, I floated around. I was like, okay. I finally got grips to grips with the idea that okay i shouldn't be kicking at all times i should be concentrating on which of my arms i'm gripping with i i should just rotate one way either clockwise or anti-clockwise to try and get in and out of rooms because that makes it easier to, to kind of like move by cartwheeling hmm. but it never clicked in a way that i i thought it was quite an interesting premise when i started playing and immediately I lost interest in it, and so much so that I'm just like, I'm just going to delete this off my hard drive. It's not worth taking up space on my PS5. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. It's a shame. I know um, my friend Gareth, he's been playing it a lot, even though he said, you know what, you should do like a, a video on that, just because it's really frustrating. I want to see you get really annoyed with it. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't in the end. I, I just tried it, and I was chatting to him at the time, and I, I was getting quite into it, but yeah. It is a frustrating game, but he's he kept coming back to it. He, he was I noticed him playing it quite a lot. He keeps saying how annoying it is, but he keeps playing. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, I I want to like this game. I think it looks really cool, hmm. but it's just not there. There's a there's another game actually that I I want to try and maybe I will try ahead of next week's mm-hmm. podcast that I've okay. seen on the PS Store because I was like, well, what can I play quickly that's either free or relatively cheap just to get someone else in on top of the One Piece demo. I saw there's a game called Sable. Um, apparently it, it, it came out on the... Oh yes, heard of this. It looks know like a Mobius comic strip is the yeah. only thing that I've seen about it. And like the reviews on Metacritic and lots of other things are like, ah, it's fine. It's mostly aesthetics. And I'm like, good. I want it to be aesthetics because it looks like a right. fucking Mobius strip. Yeah. 
Have you yet to play it then? Or? I have yet to play it. I saw the demo right. on the store. Yeah, we'll um, look forward to hearing your thoughts. I, I should I should clarify. Um, when I say a Morbius strip, I do not mean the, the Morbius strip of physics, because I think that is a no. thing. I mean a Morbius Means, comic strip by the, yes, ar- yes. By the artist Morbius. Important uh, to... Uh, just like in that. case we start getting, you know, you know Clear. how vocal our listeners are on Twitter, Tom Parrish. Oh, very vocal. Yeah. Always having a yeah. go at us, aren't we? Oh, yeah. you're talking about Shamu again. Oh, oh Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> you're not an anime podcast is what they decry, but... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all the time. TV, uh, gravy. Oh, right. Bisto. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Bisto. Milky bar. For the... Just get that now, in again. No, Tom, let's, yeah, let's just get that in again, you know, for the sponsors. Ah, Bisto. Always, mm. always a comfort, isn't it, Tom? Just, just have some gravy. Just have some gravy. Just you know, look, yeah. that pie's looking a bit dry. Ah, oh, Bisto. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sponsored um, by Bisto, I promise. I quickly just say I played Clonoa again. I think I'm at the very end. Yeah. I got back into it. The last level, you know, play through it all. You know, a little bit tricky, but good, good sort of level of difficulty. The boss, hmm, quite challenging. Uh, at the end of that, and the. The, the annoying thing is, of course, if you don't beat the boss, I was going through the lives like nothing, you know. I was like, right, lost all my lives. Okay, at least I can try the boss again when I press continue. Oh, no, I have to go back to the start of the level as well and do all that all over again. That was a bit frustrating. But I think it's really... I, I've still not completed it. Obviously, this is um, um, Daughter Phantomile, the first one, which, you know, you'd have thought I'd have done by now, but of course I haven't. <laughs> but I like it a lot. And uh, it's still a, a strong recommendation. I look forward once I've finally finished it uh, to play the second. Yeah, I, game. I, I wanted to play it over Christmas. Um, unfortunately, yeah. it has been tidied away into a corner. With also the other game I wanted to play because I, I, I moved the Switch games because they were in the living room, and I realised I'm not actually mm. playing that many Switch games. I should take these upstairs, and so some of them are in a box upstairs, some of them are in a cupboard. Annoyingly, both my copy of Klonoa, my copy of Kirby, and my copy of Satsua, Rice and Ruin, which I really wanted to play, I can't find them. I squirreled them away accidentally somewhere else, and I'm just like, shit, what do I do with this? So you did get it on the Switch? I I did because I saw it very, very cheap in Bilka. Um, I I do have it on the PS5, but... I, I couldn't really play the PS5 while I had guests at Christmas, and so I was like, oh, I'll play it on you. It, it's because uh, it, it was literally like a fiver. There was just one oh, of nice. discount bin, and I was like, oh, I'll have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well. I've also picked up the Pac-Man Repacked uh, for PS5, which I look forward to giving a go Yeah. Uh, when that arrives. Uh, that is an interesting game on PS5 specifically, because in the UK it's a game exclusive. However... It was being sold elsewhere online until recently, where it seems to be out of stock everywhere but game now. What's so it, what's in the it UK, Pac-Man World uh, Repack. Um, the, the yeah, the PS5 version I had to end up getting from game. Weird. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I think that looks really good. And I also bought. Um, it's a remake of Batman World on the PlayStation One. Yes. But, uh, with some, it's, it's a similar story to Clonoa, I guess. And then uh, another remake, uh, JoJo All Star Battle. Um, I bought that as well. So Bandai Namco cool. have been getting a lot of my um, my pennies. A like lot that. of your money. Well, give them some more also, for One Piece. Yeah, and I uh, bought uh, a while back now 
Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on the PS5. I've got it on Xbox, but it was going cheap for, with the uh, season pass. Okay. So to the point where if I wanted the season pass for the Xbox version I've already got, it would have been the same price as you know buying the game on PS5 with the season pass. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, that was the PS4 version at the time when I bought it. Now, recently, it's been upgraded to uh, take advantage of the PS5. It's now a PS5 game. And the loading times, oh, if you ever want to play that game, now is the time to play it if you've got uh, one of the next-gen consoles okay. because the loading times before were pretty long. Now, very fast. It's had a bit of a graphical upgrade as well. It's hard to tell because of the style of the game. But very good. Cool. Uh, I think that's I think that's everything, Matt. I'm exhausted. Oh, other than my Xbox dying, Xbox 360 dying over Christmas. Oh no! My my original Xbox 360, it just would not turn on, and it wasn't the power. I knew that the power brick that was working fine, from what I could tell. So I had to have another one, so I bought another old school 360. Goodbye, my lover. For 30 quid. Goodbye, my friend. You have to one. Yeah, my 360 died, and I had to replace it with practically the same model. I've got a a black uh, Elite now. I think that was a Super Elite I had before, and it was white. Yeah, but But you you kept it, right, since it was a limited edition Final Fantasy console. I have, but the the only thing limited edition about it was the faceplate and the hard drive. Shh. You put you put so, it um, you put it in a box, Tom. No one's well, going to care. Well, the hard drives on the hard drives on my new Xbox. Well, yeah. not new, but my, my my replacement Xbox 360. There must be a device uh, by now where you can like plug a 360 hard drive and an old like. There must be like yeah, a duplicate. You can do this. You can, there is a transfer cable, and I have it. And you can even do it between different type of hard drives, say yeah. for the slim. Um, but uh, it's just as easy to wallop the old hard drive on the. Fair. The one, because yeah, it's the same, back to the same model. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be working fine. Uh, if that ever dies, I have got the 360e model as well. So um, yeah, I'm 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 good for 360s. You've got to have backup 360s. But I've done well for my old Super Elite to have lasted this long. And I really don't know what happened because I I just came to it after being away for for a while, and at Christmas because it's at my parents' house. It just would not switch on. It's just, it's, it's just inevitable, mate. I think, unfortunately, mm. for like launch three sixties. That's why I kind of I'm glad that I have. It's not a launch three sixty though. It's uh, yeah, it a but it, even even so, man. Like those original model is what I'm saying. Like mm. there's just faults with them. Even the even the newer ones are apparently have some tech hardware issues over time, but like mm. not as. I can't even bloody remember at this point how many 360s I've gone through. It was a lot. It's about eight, I think. <laughs> wow, I was very lucky then. I, I'm wondering how long this one's going to last. Um, we'll see. But I think Elites are only a bit better than the other ones. <laughs> yeah, they are. But and Elites and Super Elites. It's still, it, it's still a, a, there's still faults with that console. Like, yeah. Which is nuts when you think about how many of them they sold and like the defect rate of them. They're just not very reliable. Oh, speaking of one last thing. I saw an image. I don't think this ever came out, but I saw the 3DO2. Someone was posting some nice images of the 3DO2 no, online. Um, so this is a real thing? Yeah, it was. Um, it's uh, Steve Lynn, uh, who is a an avid video game collector. I think he's involved with Frank Cifaldi and like, the Video Game History Foundation. But um, he has the prototype of it. 
um, and it looked gorgeous. And I was like, wow, that's a really nice looking console. I wish like I could own one of those, but unfortunately, it's again mm. one of those things that uh, just never came out. But look at it. Well, the um, the sure. uh, not the first 3DO that didn't look very nice. Oh, that actually looks a lot like the the original 3DO in a way. Yeah. Um, more so than the second model with the top with the lid, even though that's got what looks like a. It, I don't know. There's just loading. there's just something about the aesthetics of it, the kind of yeah. the the kind of say to me this is what the Sega Saturn should have actually looked like. Sure, sure, yeah. The the Saturn, it's got some nice things about it, but also it's got that horribly boring sort of uh, around it. You know, the size of the Saturn yeah. looked just really flat and uninteresting, whereas the top's quite nice. Yeah, I mean this this thing looks like a a tank. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a. For those of you, uh, obviously, who are listening to this this podcast, because it is an audio medium, I, I will describe it to you. Like I said, you can go to um, uh, Stephen P. Lynn on Twitter and you can see this for yourself. But essentially what it is, is like it's a, rec- it's a rectangular base and then it's got like an octagonal thing mm. on the top of that, like stretched out to cover the length of the rectangle. It looks really cool. It's got that kind of magenta, like, how would you describe that colour that I associate with the Mega Drive? It's kind of like a washed out magenta. Yeah. Um Well, yeah, like the Japanese Mega Drive. Yeah. It's got like it's got that like washed out magenta button in the middle of it and then it's got yeah. on the corner there's a, a power button and an open button for the lid. It looks mm. really cool. I would have I would have I would have at You least... probably wouldn't have bought it because it'd probably been stupid. I mean expensive. I I definitely wouldn't have bought it at the time, <laughs> but it would be one of those things that I'm like, hmm, maybe if I would have seen that in a flea market or whatever, I would have picked it up because it looks yeah. cool. Yeah, it looks nice, yeah. Consoles aren't quite as pretty as they used to be, are they? Uh, hey, like... Because remember what I said a few episodes back, the Mega Drive 1, thing of beauty. Beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I know you didn't agree. I Honestly, I if we're going to talk that era of Sega consoles, I think the Master System one looks the best. The original Master System. Original Master System. I think it looks dope. I keep I keep toying with the idea of buying one, with even though I don't need it. Got Master System 2, it works perfectly fine. I just like the look of it, and I like the idea yeah. well, of being able to buy cards. To I know, I know. But the thing is, right, if I was going to buy a Master System, I would buy one that's been modded for, like, upraised output so I could record it. So that right. would, that would then end up running me, like, 100, 200 quid. So I haven't, for obvious reasons. <sighs> right. Yes, Tom, we have podcasted at the end. quite a lot. You were, you were yawning, uh, which tells me it's time to wrap things up. Um, if you... <laughs> Not because of what you were saying was boring. I'm just tired. If you've been so. induced to sleep by this podcast, you can find us in a variety <laughs> of places, such as on... Let's see if I can do this. I haven't done it in a while. TomMattAck.com forward slash podcast. We're on BlastProcess.com. We are on Twitter at TMA Cast for the two of us at Tom Perry 11 for him, at Gamewell for me. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky red and subscribe? But let us know that you are listening. Whoa. That's what you mean. You're awesome. still listening. <laughs> yes. Um, because we are back, baby. We are back. We will be here next week. I will probably talk some more in depth about One Piece Odyssey. Maybe if I get a chance to actually find the damn game, I will play a bit of Klonoa too, and then we can have a Klonoa conversation because it's not a very long game. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll probably have some more thoughts on some more anime stuff because that's that's where we that's where we reside now. 
Tom, what can people look forward to from you next week? Well, it's a very good question. Hopefully I'll finish Klonoa. I certainly want to give that another go. And I'll have uh, tried Pac-Man World Repack, so I can tell you all about that next time. As cool. Well. I'm going to talk... Actually, I'm also going to... I'm going to say this here on the podcast so I commit to doing it. I'm going to talk about something really weird that is gaming-related but not gaming-related. Um, mm. It is a mystery, Tom Parry both in how I'm presenting it and its physical thing. There are only four people in the world of Solved, but I'm going to give it a go this year and try and do it myself. Well, I know. Well, I I am intrigued. We will talk about it next week on Tom Matt Attack. But until then, everybody, be sure, as always, to game on. And thank you for listening. Game? Ooh, sorry. Thank I you know. for listening. Game, game on. Bye. <laughs>